I'm Kate Daniels. December is here, and with it comes some amazing events and celebrations. One of these annual events, now in its 35th jingling year, is the Jingle Bell Run. Get out the bells, get out the walking shoes, gather friends and family, and let's make this the greatest one yet. I feel that as we meet our honorees this morning and the folks from the Arthritis Foundation, we won't need a whole lot more convincing. So here we are with the Bach family and young Izzy, Dr. Amish Dave, and Steve Wright from the Arthritis Foundation. Well, good morning. It's time for the annual Jingle Bell Run and Walk. And it's just such an exciting time to be thinking of the season and in the season, a time of giving and a time when we want to really come together as community to support the work of the Arthritis Foundation. We do that through the Jingle Bell Run. And with us this morning, we have the studio full of wonderful guests, the honorees, and also part of the uh, staff from the Arthritis Foundation. We're going to start off to hear about this, I'm going to say devastating disease, because it has no discrimination where it strikes and at what age it strikes. So with us, we have the medical honoree, Dr. Amish Dave. Thank you for having me, Kate, this morning. It's wonderful to have you here, and I appreciate that this is uh, your life's path, that you are focused on the work of arthritis. So tell us where we stand today in 2019, at the end of this year, you know, what kind of work is going on in the arthritis field? Absolutely. So I'm a rheumatologist, which is a type of physician um, who treats people with autoimmune diseases as well as arthritis. Arthritis is a devastating disease that affects both adults and children. There are over 100 types of arthritis, and what a lot of people don't know is how common it is. Many individuals, especially older adults, have osteoarthritis, which is a wear and tear type of arthritis of the joints, and then one to two out of every 100 individuals in the United States also has rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease causing significant inflammation in the joints. There are so many other types of arthritis that can affect children or adults. Today, we have a lot of focus on research on, into all of these types of arthritis that's occurring here in Seattle, as well as across the country and the world. And what I understand is that arthritis is like the leading uh, cause of disability in our country. Absolutely. So arthritis, including what we think about as back pain, is one of the leading causes of disability in the United States. It's something that affects millions of individuals. And indeed, the current data suggests that in adults in the United States over the age of 65, more than half will need a knee replacement at some point in their lives. And that is related to arthritis? That's related to arthritis. Wow. So think about those kinds of statistics. And this morning, we're really fortunate in one way to have with us a child, the child honoree. But the other part of it is that's so, well, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching, is that children are affected by this disease. Absolutely. So arthritis can affect any individual at any age. And that's really what we're here to highlight. We need to spend more time um, talking to patients, to the community, 
about different types of arthritis, making sure we diagnose it early, and making sure that we treat it as quickly as possible. Because the good news is there are so many different types of treatments for arthritis, and there's so many wonderful community support organizations like the Arthritis Foundation to help patients and their families uh, be guided through the diagnosis and the treatment of their disease. And I know that there's a there's pain associated with it, regardless of age. Is this something that is being managed better and better these days? Yeah, so there can be significant pain caused by swelling um, and pressure within the joints. It can affect individuals in the morning when they wake up or later in the day with activity or use of their joints. Today, we have many more treatments than, say, in the 1960s or 1970s. Indeed, it seems like every year there are more um, medications, what we call disease-modifying drugs that are coming out um, into the market to treat different types of arthritis, and this is very heartening. And, of course, the reason that we're here this morning is because we really want to celebrate the fact we have this wonderful event coming up, the Jingle Bell Run. And how are you connected with this? Well, I have the honor of being the medical honoree this year uh, from the Arthritis Foundation for this year's Jingle Bell Run in Seattle on Sunday, December 8th. And you've got a team together as well? Absolutely. So we have a wonderful team with Virginia Mason and the Benaroya Research Institute, which is doing research into different types of arthritis, including rheumatoid arthritis. And so you're going to be out there in full force? Absolutely. I haven't yet decided if I'm going to be wearing a Santa suit or a or an elf outfit, but I'll be there with my jingle bells for the jingle bell run. <laughs> and uh, is is that a fun kind of thing? Is to get together the outfit? I think so. Absolutely. Um, Seattle's jingle bell run is the largest in the nation. The Arthritis Foundation is a nationwide organization that hosts over 100 jingle bell runs across the country. Um, it is such an honor to be there every year. And you've got a site as well, right, for your particular team that if people are, you know, not able to get out there themselves, they can support your team? Absolutely. We have four wonderful honorees this year. You can check out the website for this Arthritis Foundation Seattle online to be able to read more about all of the different teams. Um, Even if you're not a member of the team, you can still sign up individually to run or walk this year's Jingle Ball Run. Great. Well, Dr. Dave, I think we'll be hearing from you as well through, you know, the remainder of half hour. But thank you for giving us some of that background on this disease that really, you know, as as I had mentioned, that it is a, a leading cause of disability in our country. And part of the devastation is when it strikes so early. And so we have with us the family of little Izzy, who is the juvenile, the child honoree for the Jingle Bell Run this year. She may not want to necessarily uh, be part of the conversation. It's early, you know. What can we do about a child up this early? It's almost inhumane. But uh, we have mom and dad with us, Amber and Travis. So let's get some insight from them. So good morning. Thank you so much for being with us to, to give your input, your story about Izzy. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks. You're so welcome. And Izzy is right here, but and pretty and blonde and <laughs> just, uh, you know, I can respect. She's not interested in any conversation at this time. But mom and dad, you are the ones who 
perhaps are the ones dealing as much and in some ways maybe more so uh, with the arthritis. Let's get a little background as to how this even became apparent. How did you discover this in Izzy's life? Yeah, so I think, like you said, we're pretty fortunate in that Izzy's so young that she doesn't seem to know any difference. Um, but it's it's taken a toll on our family, um, and it's been a very emotional roller coaster for the last year and a half. Um, we first got diagnosed when right before Izzy turned two. Um, we were at Seattle Aquarium for Mother's Day, and Izzy stopped walking. So we had her in her pediatrician's office the next day, and within about two weeks, we're seen at Seattle Children's Rheumatology Department and got the diagnosis. It was pretty scary um, and also had a lot of anxiety and guilt surrounding it. Um, I will say I was pretty fearful about what it looked like for her future, fearful about how she would respond to medications, and then also just guilty as a mom for my child being in pain and not picking it up sooner. Are you saying that you think she may have had pain prior to that? Yeah, we had noticed she had had a few weeks of left ankle swelling, um, and we had had x-rays done at urgent care, and we didn't see anything on the x-rays, and her daycare had told us she had tripped up the stairs, so we really thought it was kind of a muscle sprain. So we were treating it as such right then. Sure. And Travis, on your part... Yeah, I mean, I was out of town on top of all of this. I was out of town on work, and getting the phone call while I was on a layover in Korea, I think on my way back from uh, work travel and having to deal with this and feeling guilty about not being here for the family and then, you know, dealing with this by myself. And I, I think that's probably not uncommon to feel that, that guilt, the stress of it. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you're kind of past that. We are. Um, The challenge after that was dealing with the uh, treatments. And so she went through two rounds of steroid injections. And so that's a full uh, OR visit. And she's fully sedated. And they ultrasound all of her joints and do injections on all of the uh, inflamed joints. Yes. And then that didn't take. So it didn't take the first time. After about six months, um, she flared back up again. And then the second time was even shorter. I think it was more like three months. And so now we're on methotrexate. Uh, which is a daily, or sorry, a weekly uh, injection that we have to give at home, and so that's we're doing better with it. Um, we <laughs> Izzy's doing pretty well. Her parents are adapting, <laughs> uh, if you will. So that's been a challenge. And then on top of all of that, the thing that struck me last night is that she said my knees hurt, and so that's you know okay. Well, is this is it back? We're on and you know medication. Is it back? And that's a that's not a great situation to be in, but it is probably nothing. It's probably just a toddler. She's uncomfortable and she's expressing it and she's not, you know, super articulate yet. <laughs> um, but it's every time she says something like that, it's a, there's a gut reaction. There's a fear that, oh no, here we go again. Yes. But she, well, of course, it's early in the morning, and, yeah. she, and she's she's sleepy. But is she able? Do you find that she's just being, you know, a, a great little three year old? Yeah, um, Izzy. We have been very lucky in that Izzy's had a great response to her medications, and um, we've only had one flare while starting this medication. 
So she's been doing really well, and we're very fortunate because through the Arthritis Foundation, we've met lots of families um, that require many different medications to actually control their arthritis. And they are on medications by mouth as well as multiple injections at home. So we count ourselves very fortunate. That she's just getting the injections. Although, what is the weekly thing? Is that an injection? That's an injection every week. And so we do it at home. And Izzy knows that every Friday is shot day. And um, she gets to pick when she wants the shot, either before or after dinner. And she usually wants to watch Frozen while we do the shot. So we have this very elaborate system that we have uh, seems to be working for us right now. That I will say actually came from a lot of the families through the Arthritis Foundation. They helped us with tips and tricks um, that kind of worked for their families. And we were able to adapt a lot of those to find something that worked for Izzy and make it a lot easier for her to be able to handle these injections. Because no no three-year-old likes shots every week. Well, even at my age, I don't want a shot every week, <laughs> but we won't go there. Yeah. But I'm I'm really happy to hear you say, because I was thinking about that, the, the kind of community that gets established by being part of the Arthritis Foundation, and that's what you found. Yeah, we this year, um, for the first time, went to the Catfish Camp, which is a local camp um, that is hosted by the Arthritis Foundation, and children who have arthritis in their families get together for a weekend and it's a really good educational session where a lot of rheumatologists come and talk to us. They also talk directly to the kids. So the older kids and the teenagers get to talk to their doctors directly and ask questions that they may not want to ask in front of their families. And then there's a lot of time where we just spend time as families and get to know one another. Um, All the meals are communal and we have also a one of the most powerful things for us was actually a panel that was parents and kids. And I have to say, I think all of us were crying in that room. But it was really powerful to hear other people's stories and their journeys. And so this was a week-long camp? It was a weekend for the families. I think the teens went a little bit longer. Okay. And we may get into that this later, but... With your experience being at the camp, was this something that had a fee associated with it or was it a free camp? Um, It was, we paid $15 per person and all of the cost is offset uh, by the Arthritis Foundation. And that's really what a lot of the funds for the Jingle Bell Run go to. Yes. See, look at how all of this weaves together beautifully, right? So that is a reason that we are talking this morning to heighten this awareness to invite people to participate create your own teams join these teams as we heard from dr dave he has his team and izzy has a team right amber we do it's called izzy's bells and we have uh, about 22 members right now made up of friends and family which is great and no doubt most of those maybe all of them are going to turn up Yeah, we hope so. Uh, We have people that are running, we're walking the one mile, and then we have some people running the 12K, so everybody's doing their own thing. But yeah, we have a big team. So there's something for everyone is what we want to make known, too. Absolutely. Right. 
And and it's a time to have a costume. We heard Dr. Dave <laughs> said he's not sure about his, but Izzy has one already. Yeah, Izzy, uh, my mom has made Izzy a dress with the Grinch on it and some Grinch shoes. So she's going to dress up as Cindy Lou Who. Um, and we're still working on getting Dad to dress up as the Grinch. <laughs> well, how's that? In and Grinch shoes. And Grinch shoes. You're going to wear some Grinch shoes. that is wonderful i saw the picture and they are delightful so you have to be there because it's just so cute grinch (laughs) shoes they are yes they're fluffy and and just cute and and homemade yeah right and izzy's bells the play on the name it couldn't be cuter for the jingle bell (laughs) walk and run Thank you. So we have these various teams. Everyone can make up their own team if they choose. The main thing is to participate in some way because of the research that's done, because of all of these support systems that are are put into place to help families and and to move forward with the research. And uh, awareness, I think, was a big thing for me personally. Um, My wife has a medical background, but I don't. And so I'm not aware of any of this, that this was even a a possibility for kids. And so that was a big thing for me to become aware of. And I think that's something else the Arthritis Foundation does a good job of. And this actually came to us as a surprise because we don't have arthritis in our family um, and we don't have any autoimmune diseases in our family. So this was very much a surprise when Izzy got diagnosed. And I suppose from that, there's no actual concrete reason right yeah that's my understanding of it there's a lot that we still don't understand and that goes back to the research um and learning about new treatments all the time and everything right so travis when this really struck you out of nowhere and you had no awareness about the Mm -hmm. disease it's been i'm sure an intense education have you seen yourself change that way? Have you become a little more um, settled with the understanding? Yeah, uh, definitely. And it, it, I'm lucky um, with my wife having a medical background because I can, if I don't ask it in the in the at the exam room, I can ask when we get home. Um, and then through our relationship with Seattle Children's. Yeah has been really great because we've been able to it, it we've had a great experience at Seattle Children's and the, the rheumatologist there um, and <laughs> and been very comfortable with them and my I, I have to tell my wife's a, a nurse practitioner at Seattle Children's our daughter goes to daycare at Seattle Children's and one of our rheumatologists has a daughter in the same daycare and we've been able to pull her uh, and just ask her on the fly sometimes. So we've been very lucky with uh, that organization. Well, it sounds like things have really worked well uh, in your situation. And hopefully, you know, whoever finds themselves in similar circumstances certainly has uh, access to the Arthritis Foundation, to uh, that whole community and all the resources that are there, right? Yeah, and that would be something that I would tell any new parent that was diagnosed. And we were introduced um, just a month or two ago to a family that was just diagnosed with juvenile arthritis like my daughter. And we told them immediately that, you know, you should go to the catfish camp next year and we'll probably be there and, you know, we'll meet up and learn a lot. And it was very educational for me. Um, Not that 
the rheumatologist hadn't explained some of that, but hearing it from the kids, there was a there was a kid that went up on stage and spoke that was diagnosed when she was Izzy's age, and she's going into college now. And talking what it was like for her through her life and the challenges that she's faced and how they've overcome them and adapted to to life with arthritis. So nothing against, of course, the professionals, the rheumatologists. Yeah. But, you know, they can tell us and we can say, yeah, they tell a good story. <laughs> but to hear it. Yeah. firsthand from someone does that probably makes you just feel so much more confident uh yeah absolutely and there's multiple kids up there multiple ages and being able to hear kids articulate this was, is a huge deal when you have a, a daughter that's two that cannot articulate this whatever she's going through and so it was really good to see that and see particularly some of the younger ones as well say well i like it when we do my shots this way or you know, and then talking to the parents afterwards and saying how when their kids were little, how they were learning and kind of groping and, and feeling through the dark of just we don't know. We didn't have this kind of resource or as you know, it wasn't as easy to reach out, if you will. Right. And what I really appreciate hearing is how there's that um, collaboration in the family and the respect when do you want to have the shot? How are we going to do it? Yeah. Watching Frozen as you do it. You know, that that whole kind of scheme, if you will, yeah. to make it just a little more palatable. Yeah, it's she's not getting to choose that she has this disease. She's not getting to choose that she has to have the shots. But giving her as much control as we can um, really seems to she feels empowered on some level, I, I believe, I hope. Yeah. Um that she's in control of the situation and, and she gets to dictate as much as she can. Precisely. Oh, that feels really so honoring and, and beautiful. But it's great to have that input. I think it's important for all of us to hear this, to really understand what some members of our community, of our extended family, are dealing with and how we can really participate in some form. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Dr. Dave, hearing this story about this precious little Izzy, and, and I'm sure that there are other children and families that you've encountered, what is your response about what is going on in, in terms of the Arthritis Foundation supporting families and, and the experience of Amber and Travis and Izzy? Yeah, so I have to say Amber and Travis are so... Um, such wonderful parents, and it's really heartening to see um, them getting involved with organizations like the Arthritis Foundation. I'm so glad that um, groups like the Arthritis Foundation have opportunities for parents to get to know one another and kids to get to know one another. I think that Izzy's story is one that I hear a lot in my clinic. Um, there's unfortunately so many individuals who are afflicted with different types of arthritis, and we really want to continue to let people know about this disease, um, and to get involved. So the Arthritis Foundation does a number of different events. One is they do Live Yes RA events uh, to help patients with rheumatoid arthritis set and track their goals. They've had Live Yes RA events in Bellingham and Seattle in October. In addition, the Arthritis Foundation had a World Arthritis Day Lunch and Learn, which occurred on October 12th at the Ben Arroyo Research Institute at Virginia Mason. And Live Yes RA Connect groups um, exist um, across Washington State. There are currently seven groups that the Arthritis Foundation is supporting. 
And so it does sound like if you have any level of this disease, having heard what Amber and Travis say about their experience, what you're saying, is reach out, get connected, because that really is going to be a source of support and encouragement, right? Absolutely. And as far as the research, too, then that is always ongoing, right? Yes. So there are many different studies that are occurring on rheumatoid arthritis, as well as other different types of autoimmune disease. Patients should know that, and they should ask their rheumatologists about whether there are studies that can be involved in. This might just be donating a sample of blood to better understand how a particular antibody or protein involved in arthritis can affect uh, disease, um, or get involved in clinical trials if they're appropriate. It's always helpful to talk to your rheumatologist and your primary care doctor about whether uh, there's a certain type of research that might benefit you and might benefit the public. Perfect. And you have your team. What is your team name? So we are the Virginia Mason Benaroya Research Institute Team Amish. Very long name, but we're excited to be there with our jingle bells on. All, all of that. And you have to come out to see what outfit Dr. DeVay finally decides on. I don't think I'm going to look as good as Izzy, but I'm going to try my best. <laughs> well, it's all in the trying. And Steve Wright, finally, we get to you, the executive director of this wonderful organization, the Arthritis Foundation. Thank you for playing the role, being in the role that you are. Well, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for having everybody here this morning to talk about the Jingle Bell Run and all the great things we're doing. And aren't they just wonderful, these honorees? Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Amazing people. Um, I was at Catfish Camp, my first Catfish Camp this year, and uh, met this wonderful family and Izzy, and um, we, we had a lot of fun, and hopefully everybody got a lot out of that. And Dr. Dave, of course, is very involved in everything we do, and so we'd love to have him here as well. Yes, really, you couldn't uh, create a better team. You know, not necessarily the greatest situation that you want in terms of of this particular disease. What else do I want to call it? Something other than disease, but it is. It's uh, something that affects many, many lives. You know, the, those percentages are great, uh, but. The fact that the Arthritis Foundation is here and really making such a difference that with Amber and Travis feeling so much more settled that they can do something, something's being done, that they're not alone. Sure. You know, what we say is we're the organization of yes. So many people with arthritis feel like they can't do the things that they usually enjoy. They can't they can't hike or they can't go swimming or those things that that they, they really love to do. So we are the organization of yes. We want to tell everybody, yes, you can do those things, and we're going to show you how you can do those things. And so the way that we can all participate, because I, I think it's probably a situation where all of us probably know someone. If we're not dealing with the disease, we know someone who is. Sure. We, we estimate that one in four people in this country are suffering with arthritis. Yes, and it's something that... Uh, it's really sad. It's devastating when it's a child. But as we age, there's a, a greater probability that we're going to get touched by it. Sure. As Dr. Dave was, was mentioning earlier, there's about 100 different types of arthritis. So osteoarthritis is the one that a lot of people think of as kind of an older age disease. And to date, there hasn't been a lot of research. And that's something that we at the Arthritis Foundation have made a, a point to do more research to find out what, what is causing this and can we prevent it or at least um, lessen the disease. 
And of course, one major, major way that we can all participate in that is through the Jingle Bell Run. Jingle, yes. jingle. Yep. Yep. And it's, so the details. Well, it's December 8th. People can um, go to our website, arthritis.org, and, and sign up. Um, they can start their own team. We have lots of tools on there. Um, it's, you know, it's a fun event. People come and they dress up and we listen to great music. And afterwards, we actually, for, for kids like Izzy, we have a cocoa party and families get together and enjoy each other's company and, and again, build community. And just that sound as we start off the month, and you said December 8th, it's a Sunday morning. It is. And we gather at? Oh, at Westlake Park, downtown yes. Seattle. So by then, the tree is lit, and, and it's early morning, so everything is still kind of crispy. Who knows, you know, what the weather might be like. Whatever it is, though, we, we make it festive. Right, exactly. And, you know, hopefully we'll get a little bit of snow and make it even more fun. Exactly. But the jingle sound will be there. That's the big thing. Definitely. Yes. Well, this has been wonderful. Not enough time to really, you know, get more stories, but I think we still touched on the essence of everything, gotten the input. And I just greatly appreciate all of you being here and for all that each of you is doing to move us forward. Well, thanks again for having us. This is Mandy Ringenberg with your Sunday morning shout out. This week's shout out goes to the JDRF Foundation and their annual Gingerbread Village event. The JDRF Foundation works across the country to secure government support for innovative type 1 diabetes research. They are an incredible organization, and just in the last year, in 2018, they raised over 113, that's right, $113 million for diabetes research. With the help of thousands of volunteers right here in the Pacific Northwest, they're changing lives for families who fight diabetes on a daily basis. This holiday series of events are a great way for you to get out and enjoy the Seattle community and connect with people just like you. A local tradition, the JDRF's Greater Northwest Chapter is once again hosting the 27th Annual Gingerbread Village Celebration. This is a free event, and it runs November 23rd to January 1st, 2020, right here in the heart of Seattle. Each year, a talented team of local architects and chefs from the Sheraton Grand Seattle, as well as Kids 2, also known as JDRF Elves, celebrate and collaborate to build elaborate gingerbread creations. Plus, this all helps raise funds in support of JDRF's vision of a world without type 1 diabetes. To create this event, the foundation raises about a million dollars. The Sheraton Grand Seattle annually donates over 8,000 volunteered hours and thousands of pounds of dough, icing, and candy for this event. The Gingerbread Village has become a recognizable holiday tradition in Seattle, embracing cheer and fostering community while giving back. To learn more about the organization, just head on over to their website. That's gingerbreadvillage.org. And you can also learn more about their local chefs, find another gingerbread village closer to you, or sign up to volunteer at their local events. And of course, to get more details about this and add it to your calendar, head on over to their Facebook page, JDRF Greater Northwest.